and they may be searching for Jesus. So I beg you, let us not disturb the Holy Spirit of God as he works. Several verses of scripture we're going to share with you today. I don't expect you to turn to these. We're going to, I'm not going to turn to them. I'm going to try to focus and uh, read the word of God that's on our screen. Would you please stand? We're going to be talking about encounters with Jesus. And uh, we see the scripture says, and he said unto them, how is it that ye sought me? Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered them. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And Jesus said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were, sh were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst of them and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us. For it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave it unto them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Father, thank you for another time to share your precious word. Speak to our hearts now, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> this has been one of the most fantastic weeks that I have ever experienced in Vacation Bible School that I can recall. Um, I don't know, uh, all I do know, since I surrendered to preach, and have been a part of leading and pastoring, I have not missed a Bible school. Uh, and I appreciate the experience, and I appreciate those adults who came every night to hear the Word of God and to discuss the Word of God. I, I just enjoyed being with them. You know, just to have been here and walk through the halls and see all the decorations, it was so exciting to see the excitement not only on our children, but on the faces of all our leaders and adults. Our, one of our least grand youngins, Brantley, on our way home, he'd be singing, let's go down to the water, <laughs> over and over and over. 
And one of the, probably the one of the most unique, and I wish I had a brought mine with me this morning, was the craft that gave us a vivid picture of John baptizing Jesus. And Brantley had one, and I said, tell me about that. Well, he held it around, and it had a little statue of John holding Jesus' hand. Well, on the Jesus figure was a sucker stick about so long, and it was behind plastic. And he said, he'd say, John held Jesus' hand. And then he'd get a hook to the sucker stick and pull it down like this. And John baptized Jesus, and up he come out of the water. <clears throat> I thought, wow, five years old, he already knows what he's supposed to be doing when the time comes, and it was just exciting every evening. Yes, it was tiring. It was a tiring week, and uh, you know, that week hasn't stopped. Here we have started all over again this morning, and it'll be another fast week. School's out, vacations are in, people are going, people are traveling, and folk, I want you to take a vacation because I'm not through yet, Lord willing, uh, with my vacation in time. When I think about those encounters, uh, with Jesus, you know, uh, I think about the in, encounter in the temple. Um, you know, when, G, when Jesus was taken as a child there to the temple, I think about that encounter. Um, I think about the encounter uh, that was, um, uh, he, he was um, uh, after the temple, then he was baptized, and then he was walking on the water, and then he was, uh, the tomb was empty, and uh, then on the road to Emmaus, these were, these were accounts, okay, listen to me, these were accounts that I, I have read all my adult life about Jesus, but it was just, it was so refreshing to dig into each one and ask questions, wonder what this was about, or wonder who said this, and wonder what they were feeling in all these encounters, and listen, today being Father's Day, guys, listen to me, I want you, if you've never have, have had an encounter with Jesus, today is the day that you need to have an encounter um, with Jesus. Um, all of these encounters were refreshing. Um, and so, you know, I asked you the question, have you had an encounter with Jesus? You know, without an encounter with Jesus, there is not going to be an entrance into heaven. So as we think about those encounters there in the temple, what does that say to me? That says to me as a daddy, <clears throat> excuse me, I need to have had my young'uns in church. It also says as a granddaddy, when I have that opportunity that I bring my grandchildren uh, to church. Because the Bible says, train up a child the way he should go. And when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Jesus said, I must be about my father's business. Do you realize, guys, today, that's, we're, we're answering to the same father, and we have the same business that Jesus had when he was here? I must be about my father's business. I think of that example that Jesus followed in baptism. He didn't have to be baptized. He was not a sinner. He was baptized to set an example for us. And I love that scene where John is there and the Bible says Jesus went out into the water and when he came up out of the water that God said, this is my son 
whom I am well pleased. Listen, I don't want anything standing between me and my father when I have that encounter with him when he takes me out of this world, whether it be through the rapture or whether it be through death. One way or the other, I am going, okay? And I'm gonna have an encounter with him and I don't want anything to hinder me from that great entrance on that day. The, the example also uh, in that encounter of um, uh, Jesus when he came at night in the evening uh, walking on the water. And I, I love what Peter said. Lord, hey, is that you or, or is this a ghost? He said, it's me, y'all. Just settle down, it's me. Lord, if that's really you, invite me to come to where you are. Hey, there wasn't no stones, there wasn't no boards. Jesus simply said, come. He's still saying that today, y'all, come. And so Bible says Peter stepped down out of the boat and began to walk on water. He took his eyes off of the Lord because the Bible says the wind was boisterous. That is, it was begin to get strong. You know what I think about when I think of that boisterous wind? I think of the devil and all he wants to throw at us when we're trying to live and walk the way Jesus wants us to walk. Well, Peter, when that wind began to blow, and sometimes we're the same way, when the winds of disgust follow us, when the winds of, of depression follow us, what do we do? We turn our take our eyes off of Jesus. Well, when Peter did that, the Bible says, he began to sink. Thank God. He said, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out and caught him by the hand. Has he caught you by the hand? Have you followed him as your Lord and Savior? Have you been baptized like he was? Have you allowed him to take your hand and lead you the way he wants you to go? You know, I think about my life. I think way, way, way back before I ever surrendered to preach the things that happened in my life that I had no idea was leading up to one day that I would surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ to preach his word. There's no way I could have hashed out and understood, <clears throat> excuse me, those thoughts. And the other encounter that I think about is the resurrection. You see, when they got there, the ladies and the men, they saw the temple, I mean, excuse me, the tomb was empty. When I thought about the empty tomb, I thought about this. Is your, is my soul empty of Jesus? If it is, guys, you need to be saved. You need that soul filled with the love of God. He wants to fill us with love and forgiveness. There's nothing like asking somebody to forgive you and they say, hey, it's okay, I love you. I had been hard on my daddy he and I were laying brick together. He's right-handed, I'm left-handed, so we would come together facing each other. Somebody always had to lay the last brick and point up the joint. I don't know what I had against my daddy that day. I have no idea, but on purpose, I'd turn and walk away and not say a word and let him lay the last brick. 
and took the motor in. About the middle of the morning, we, we took a break. He's way on the other end, about as far from here to the back doors there. I can see the silhouette now. He was drinking his drink. I'm on the other end, and I thought, you're a sorry, low-down son to be, have treated your daddy the way you've treated him. I walked out to the end of the scaffold. He turned and looked at me. He didn't say a word. I said, Daddy, I am so sorry that I have been hateful to you. He put his arm around me. He said, it's okay. I love you. My heavenly father is the same way. We come asking for forgiveness. My heavenly father is the same way. He puts his arm around us and said, it's okay. I love you. But we've got to believe. We've got to come. Is your soul empty of the Lord? I beg you, I challenge you to accept Christ today before it's too late. And of course, the last encounter was on the road to Emmaus. That is amazing in itself. How those old boys, Cleophas and another, the Bible says, I think we figured out, Ken, wasn't it Simon? that walked along that road of the Emmaus Road and they were discussing the events that had taken place and trying to figure things out. You know, there's some things, guys, in this world we can't figure out. The best thing to do is just say, hey, I'm gonna accept it as it is. But as they walked along, they were joined by a stranger. The Bible talks about and commentaries say that Jesus fixed their eyes to where they did not recognize him. They thought it was just another weary traveler on the way. And so oh, uh, Cleophas and Simon, or Cleophas, ever how you want to pronounce it, were discussing the events of the day. And the, so the stranger said, what, what are y'all talking about? And they, one of them says to him, have you, where have you been? Do you not understand the last three days what has happened back in Jerusalem? Can you not get a hold of all of this stuff? And you know what I gathered out of that conversation? Here was two old boys discussing the gospel with the gospel. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, the Bible says they got to their destination. It was getting evening, getting dust dark, and they would... Uh, he would make like he would go on and they said, why don't you just stay with us and spend the night with us and we, uh, the day is far spent and it's dangerous out there. Just spend the night with us. And he can sit down. The Bible said he sat down and Jesus broke the bread and prayed and gave it to them and their eyes were opened. I ask you a question. Is your eyes been opened to the gospel? You know, we entertain angels unaware many times. We entertain them unaware. Has your eyes been opened to the fact that God loves us? Jesus died for us, rose from the grave, soon to come back. Does that register with you? You know, see, some people today are not willing to have an encounter with Jesus. But I want to tell you something. We need to have an encounter now because one day at the end time, we will have an encounter with him. We will face him, y'all. 
That, that's, you're not going to bypass that, and neither am I. We're going to face him. So I leave you with this, using the word father. Fathers need to be faithful. Fathers need to always be there. Fathers need to be trustworthy. Fathers need to be honoring. Fathers need to be ever loving. Fathers need to live a righteous life. Fathers need to be supportive. Our oldest son called yesterday evening driving home from North Carolina. He didn't talk to me, he talked to somebody else. Said, tell daddy not to go to bed before I get there. You know, if he hadn't made it, just the thought, tell daddy not to go to bed before I get there. And he comes in about 9.15, at this big old case. <laughs> All right, get up, he said. I was in the recliner just sitting there watching for the lights, and I saw him coming down the driveway. Set this big old case down. He said, Happy Father's Day, because I won't see you tomorrow. So we unzipped it, and he put it together, and it is a portable hammock with a top. He put it together, and boy, I just tried it out right there. He got his own pillow. And so I'll be, I'm looking forward to using that thing. Looking forward to using it. And then we sat on the couch together. And just listening to him talk, and he brought up all the beatings that he got. How he was abused as a child. <clears throat> How he came into the world with nothing, and I said, listen, you come in the world with clothes and a roof over your head and all the food you wanted to eat, and the list don't stop there. I know it. <laughs> but it was fun. And hopefully this evening, this afternoon, we'll be in Simpsonville with uh, Caleb and his crowd. Those three were in Bible school. Every day on the way home from Bible school, the question was, Mimi, Mimi, you think we're going to be able to get the money to raise, to dig a well? You think we're going to make it? And oh, they so excited when, when we made that, um, that goal. I'm excited also um, when I think about encounters with Jesus. And the encounter that we're going to have, guys, with him one day. Listen to me seriously for a moment. This is our invitation time. I beg you, don't disturb the service, please. Let me, let me say something real quick. I'll make it brief. If, you're been, if you've been saved, never made it public, and want to be baptized, I want you to join me at the front here when we start singing, please. I beg you, don't wait for me to come back and get you because I'm not going to do that. I'd never embarrass you. But please, just come and stand with me down here. 
You won't have to stand by yourself, and you won't have to say a word to the congregation. Maybe you've already been saved. Want to join our church? We invite you to come. But if you're lost, never been saved, we invite you to come. We've got some precious men and ladies in our church that know how to lead you to Jesus. I beg you, obey the Lord today. Don't sit back and say, well, I, I, I don't want to embarrass my family. Let me, the greatest gift, daddy, mother, sister, children, that you can give God today, he's our heavenly father. You want to give him a good father's day? Let's don't be ashamed of him. Give him your heart and your soul and your life. Father, I thank you for the day. Thank you for this, my family. Oh, God, how I'm so blessed. And, Lord, I thank you for every guest in the house today, every home that's represented. Be with our people that's on vacation. Give them a good time, a safe time. Bring them home back to us, Lord. And, God, we just thank you for uh, all this going on and has went on in our church this week. And, Lord, we look at so forward to the next few Sundays, if it's your will, where we will have the, uh, of the taking up offering for this, the digging of the well, and where we will observe the Lord's Supper, and where we'll have baptism. And, God, it, it just goes on and on how you're blessing First Baptist. And Lord, we'll thank you for whatever's accomplished today, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Mark.